KTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you for joining me this morning on the program. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Woo. It is, <clears throat> it's a chilly morning out there. Looks lovely. The trees are beautiful and, uh, just a just a lovely winter morning out there, and then you step outside. <laughs> it's like, oh man, darn, it is cold. Oh well, <laughs> we knew it had to happen sometime, I guess. But oh well, yeah, it's uh, winter has uh, winter has returned. Oh well, it's kind of it, you know it just it it just didn't seem like January without some snow on the ground. So I guess we needed some. I know a lot of folks, a lot of folks, you know, are happy about that anyway. There is some benefit to it, besides being very picturesque. Now if we could just figure out a way to keep the snow from falling on the sidewalks and driveways and streets. You fall anywhere else, fall in the grass, fall in the fields, whatever. But <laughs> anyhow, so I got that to look forward to, yes. The sound of snowblowers fills the air in this uh, winter wonderland in lacrosse this Saturday morning. Plenty of them out and about. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll get everything taken care of here. And if you're in my neighborhood, if you want to swing, I just didn't get a chance to get it done this morning. So that's that's what I have to look forward to today. A little more shoveling and oh well. It won't take that long. I have to admit, it is. It is. There's something peaceful about it. You know, just the the trees covered in snow, and it's just nice to be outdoors, breathing some fresh air, cold air, but it's just nice to have. And hopefully, uh, hopefully, and and the good news is anyway that uh, the snow for whatever reason, decided to uh, to get the bite on. Get the bite going again. That's uh, that's a good thing. Uh, I was uh, talking to Jared up at Fat Cat there this morning and up in Tremolo, and uh, yeah, the uh, the snow and the weather, that front that, that moved through here um, and has now moved on, uh, has, uh, has gotten the fish going again, which, hey, I'll give a thumbs up. Nothing wrong with that. The uh, the bluegill bites doing pretty well. Northerns uh, as well on on tip ups. Um, largemouth bass bite is uh, also uh, getting going too. Hey, and that's uh, generally don't talk about that a lot during the winter months, but 
We'll take it. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, the crappie bite is uh, is doing well. Um, it's been a pretty light bite. Uh, it, it's it, it's kind of as this the, the snow and everything moved through. I guess maybe the crappie bite kind of uh, um, I don't want to say turned off, but just kind of uh, maybe went from a positive to a little more neutral uh, feeding mode. But they're light they're light biters, uh, and uh, they're little minnow thieves. <laughs> There's just no doubt about it. And they got such a light bite. Um, and even, you know, with those little really, you know, delicate tips on those uh, on those ice fishing rods, sometimes it's still really hard to tell when they uh, when they take that minnow. So Now, if you want some places to go, eh, we got plenty of them for you. Um, the uh, sounds like, you know, if you're looking for crappies, things like that, um, Sounds like Fisherman's Road is a, a good spot to maybe check out. That's a good hot spot to check. Um, guys, and, and haven't been too far offshore either. Uh, so uh, check that out. Uh, three, lake, three Lakes area. Uh, Round Lake is probably the uh, best of the bunch at, at this point anyway. Um, had a good perch bite on, uh, from what I understand. And tip-ups were doing pretty well. So... There's uh, there's that too. So nothing wrong with nothing wrong with that. Get out there uh, and enjoy it. And uh, um, at least earlier in the week, I don't know about now that we've had the snow. If uh, and and we're getting this cold weather, if uh, if it's really going to be possible anymore. But uh, Jared was saying that uh, you know there's some uh, the uh, there were some guys that were still uh, hanging out in boats out below the the uh, the lock and dam there up by Trempolo and. Uh, catching some decent sauger and walleye, but again, uh, I can't. I, I'm guessing anyway. Now that we've hit this this cold snap and plus the snow and everything, I'm guessing uh, it's uh, probably a pretty tough. Uh, the ramps are getting all iced up again. There, I don't. I don't know about that. So, uh, we're not, wasn't able to check that out this morning, but hey. It's that's just bonus stuff as far as I'm concerned. Getting out in the boat in January, yeah. And actually, I did, and and I even, I was, was my, my buddy uh, Jeff and I went out last Sunday for a few hours. And last Sunday was just, I mean, it was just, it was nice to be outside. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was pleasant. The fishing stunk. <laughs> it was just, it's like, uh, you know, uh, it was just atrocious but hey it was just uh, it was beautiful to be outside and um the sun shining through the trees eventually there it was just i mean it was just lovely um but like i said it was uh the fishing was not that good we were up uh, up by trempolo there and uh, on long lake and uh it was uh <laughs> i don't think you know and and Obviously, I was you know paying attention to what I was you know my lines and things like that, and just you know look you know look around once in a while, and there were and there were plenty of people out. You know that was uh, it was a nice day to be outside, and uh, like I said, and and everything. But uh, uh, I don't think anybody was catching anything, so I'm kind of glad to hear that uh, the the bite has turned back on again. And there were and we drove by Round Lake as well, and you could definitely see. Uh, Plenty of people out there too, and 
I don't know if they were catching anything either, but um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't bad. No, it was just a nice uh, a nice afternoon to be outdoors, and um, ice was plenty thick. I was I was actually kind of surprised that uh, the ice was as thick as it was in some of those places, but um, but man, you know, and I thought we we had some spots where it's like. You got some structure, you got, you know, I mean, it's just, man, it sure looked like it was going to be a good, a good day, but nothing. You know, I mean, well, I take that back. I, I, I will correct, you know, I, I pulled a couple of them up through the hole, but they didn't have a good latch on because uh, the perch were only about five inches long. Just, you know, mm. I had something break it off, break me off, but I didn't get a chance to see what it was. Um, one of the things I like going out with my buddy Jeff is that he's 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 one of those tech guys. He likes the gadgets, so uh, we each had one of those little AquaView cameras. So we were, you know, I mean, we could, you know, we were just, you know, we we drilled the holes and, you know, we kind of looked at, dropped the cameras down to see what we were see what we were seeing. I mean, and the structure looked good and everything, and it just was not, but it just was not. I mean, we weren't, you know, we were seeing the, the little five inchers once in a while come swimming up to the minnow, but, man, nothing else, uh, nothing else came by. Just didn't see anything, which was, which was disappointing. And like I said, I don't know if anybody, uh, I didn't really see anybody else uh, up there that was, uh, uh, that I could tell anyway was, I don't think they were slaying them either, but maybe it was just the, the day, but yeah. And we were just using, you know, plain old crappie minnows, little smaller minnows. And unfortunately, uh, Jeff stepson's, you know, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but they'd been out uh, a couple days before and did well. Jeff and I went out and, eh. What, you know. Might be the company I keep. I don't know. <laughs> but it was, uh, like I said, it was just uh, too nice a day not to be outside. And I, I hope you, uh, you hope you can maybe get the chance to get out there and do a little uh, uh, fishing this weekend. And I don't, you know, I mean, I think with the snow cover now, it, it'll, it'll block the light a little bit. Might make it a little bit easier uh to tread around up there, obviously you'll make noise, but I mean, it, you'll get out there and, and, uh, it'll kind of, you know, I don't know if you can see the movement or whatever, and, but, but yeah, I mean the ice or the ice where we were anyway up, up there, I mean, there just was, I mean, there was just no cover at all. And it was, uh, I don't, I don't want to say completely clear, but I mean, it was pretty clear ice. So I don't, you know, and that, certainly could have played a factor in, in what we were doing, but it was, uh, there was plenty of ice. It was a little, it was a little sketchy on the shoreline there when we, uh, where we went in, but, um, it was a little soft and mushy there, but once you got out there, it wasn't, uh, wasn't bad, but yeah, there were some, at least last weekend anyway, I think it'll probably, it certainly will change now in the next, uh, uh, if it hasn't already, certainly, Changed, changed quite a bit now with this colder weather. We'll definitely get some, uh, continue to get some decent ice here as the uh, the temperatures definitely will remain below uh, below freezing here. So uh, the ice will continue to get better and better. But I mean, there were 
you know, in, in some of those little sloughs and, and areas in there that, you know, I mean, you could see open water. Um, so you definitely want to, uh, definitely want to be careful if you're headed out there, but boy, I tell you, you know, and it was, um, that ice was slick, you know, there, like I said, there was just no snow cover there. So, I mean, trekking out there, it was just, you're just kind of shuffling along. You weren't really walking. You were just kind of shuffling along. It was, but, but it was fun nonetheless, even though we didn't, uh, we didn't. It, it, it's a good thing we had the uh, pizza backup, <laughs> and we went home and watched a little football uh, back to his place and, and watched some football. Ate some. It's like yeah, and we had the pizza as a backup. So fortunately, we didn't have to worry about providing dinner for ourselves. That was <laughs> so. Ah, but anyway, it was a uh, it was a good time. I hope, like I said, I hope you get a chance to get out there this weekend and uh, do. I'm sure you will. Uh, I uh, have plenty of company out there, and I'm uh, going to see a lot more. Last week, anyway, I think there was only maybe, I only saw a couple of shelters on, on Round Lake and one on Long Lake where we were. Otherwise, everybody else was just sitting outside. don't know if that's going to necessarily be the case for uh, this weekend or certainly in the next several days anyway. Um, so I'm going to see a lot more shelters out there, which is okay. <laughs> Stay out of that. And not so much the temperatures. It's the, well, it's that, but I mean, the, it's that wind that mm, just goes right through you, no matter how bundled up you are. Anyhow, uh, that is kind of a look at the, uh, the fishing report here this morning. Gets you some, uh, some hot spots there. Um, yeah, get on out there. I, I didn't get a chance to, uh, uh, was asking about Lake Island. I didn't get a chance to get a report on that this week, but I would assume, uh, they're probably doing, uh, okay as well. Uh, other than the, the only thing I got, like as far as Lake on Alaska, was uh, the Fisherman's Road area there. So, um, but uh, I'm not sure about the uh, how the rest of the lake there was producing. So, but you can do that. Yeah, maybe head down to Stoddard. Uh, you got places. So, definitely, uh, definitely check them out if you get a chance to get out this weekend. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a break. Uh, come back in just a moment here with more of WKTY Outdoors. So stay tuned. More is on the way in just a couple of moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. City Life. You're in the thick of it. Neighbors can be friendly, but you prefer them further away. You're looking for something more quiet, more relaxing, room to stretch out, absorbing the vibrant colors of all four seasons. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or that perfect country home you imagine every time you hear your neighbors. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Welcome back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. 
How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. WKTY. 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's coming up on 8.26. We've got uh, some sunshine, 2 degrees in La Crosse, 15 below with the wind chills. So uh, definitely dress warm if you're you're headed up or headed out today, I should say. Uh, taking a quick look at the uh, sports calendar for today, uh, we've got some high school basketball this afternoon. Midwest Classic down the street there at the uh, La Crosse Center. Central uh, playing at 3.35 this afternoon. In here and that'll be approximate there, uh, just because of uh, the nature of the tournament and everything. But uh, we've got that for you as well. And then uh, immediately following uh, that game, we've got uh, Bucks basketball for you as they take on the Magic, uh, and that's uh, set to get underway uh, right around five thirty or so here on WKTY. And then of course uh, tomorrow we've got plenty of football action for you as well as the uh, NFC and AFC championship games are both. Uh, both tomorrow afternoon and, well, tomorrow evening as well. But uh, starting at 1 o'clock is when our, our coverage starts uh, here on WKTY. And then, of course, uh, we've got the NFC game first, followed by the AFC game. So who are you rooting for this weekend? i gotta go with I got to go with the Saints and Chiefs. That's just me. But, so, but yeah, that'll be a... Uh, I, I hope both games... You know, it was the the one game that uh, uh, I was expecting it to to, you know, I was expecting those games last weekend to be much more competitive than they were. I wasn't expecting blowouts. You know, the Saints game was the only one that was really I thought a decent game. Otherwise, they were just like, eh. I really, I at that point, I really thought those games were going to be a lot closer than they were. But either way, it's uh, let's let's hope these games are going to be good tomorrow and. Um, I, I I I hope they will be. I hope they will be. That anyway. So, but I'll catch the Bucks game tonight. Doing work around the house. Have the radio on and listen to uh, listen to the call. Hey, that, man, that's what a fun season they're having. They certainly are uh, certainly are doing well. Looking forward to uh, a good game this evening. Okay, uh, let's uh, hop back into uh, talk of fishing uh, here on the program this morning. Uh, and I was talking about this uh, a few minutes ago, anyway, with the uh, during the fishing report here that uh, you know the crappies and that light bite um, and everything. So it was uh, kind of led me to it's like okay, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you know winter crappie fishing and. You know, it, like I said, you get that light bite going, um, and they're they're close to shore, which is kind of one of the things that uh, I'll touch on here a little bit is is location. Um, you know, they can be hard to find sometimes. So when you do manage to to latch onto them, uh, it's certainly uh, 
good that you're able to, uh, you know, you can catch a bunch in a short amount of time. But right now, you know, and they can be a little finicky there. Um, but like, uh, um, if you're looking for places there, uh, you know, they've got some, there's some structure there, you know, Fisherman's Road, but you know, places like, you know, Mounds of Bays or Sloughs are good places to start. Um, and they can be kind of dependent on, depending on where they, uh, uh, you know, are keying into in terms of structure or everything, you know, they can, you can find them anywhere, you know, six to 18 feet of water. Um, you know, they moved out of some of those, those deeper areas, um, and, and are moving a little bit more shallow. They're following the bait fish, you know, hence the crappie minnows for the bite. Um, and as well too, as as we move along in uh, in winter here, you know, oxygen levels become a little less dependent, and you know, sometimes the 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 fish will move a little closer to shore. Sometimes, with just with the the wave action, you can't tell necessarily because of the ice. But sometimes there's that wave action, and the dissolved oxygen will actually be a little bit better as you get a little closer to shore there. So. You know, and if you can't find them a little closer to shore, just you know, move out a little bit. Look for crappies to to move back into the the shallow flats off some drop offs to uh, uh, as they're searching around for food. Um, you know, like I said, later in the day there. This is also true uh, in main channel areas, flats uh, around and along bends. Um, you know, maybe scout out uh, a little deeper water that they can drop into at various points during the day. Um, you know, they'll come up a little more shallow there to, to hunt for fish. Um, but, yeah, uh, look for maybe a deep hole around some of those areas uh, during the middle of the day. You know, if you find good structure, like I said, many times you're going to find good fish. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so now that you've found them, okay, how do you catch them? Well, you know, depends on how active you want to get. Um, you know, it's just... Uh, in a lot of cases, you don't really have to do an awful lot. You're just going to set it and forget it. Um, you know, you can jig. Certainly, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can certainly be you know active there doing the the lift and drop thing and uh, jigging that pole around. Um, good, ex- keeps the blood moving. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> as we get this colder weather, yeah, you, you need that. But anyway, you know, and that and that certainly can be um, productive there as uh, you know a good. Lively minnow um, can uh, can move a fish from that neutral to uh, uh, positive feeding mode, and certainly, obviously, if you know the, the fish are in a positive mode, then you know you've just given them something to to key in on there. That uh, just the, the lift and drop of the the fish there, or the minnow, I should say. Um, you know, and if you don't even want to move the fishing pole, like I said, that's okay too. Um, sometimes just plain old. Dead sticking, uh, you know, fancy term for putting bait on the jig hook, dropping it in the line, and setting the pole down. And you don't touch it. You know? Anybody can master that particular <laughs> technique. Nothing fancy there. No, uh-uh. That's, uh, uh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to break a sweat on that one. No. Um. And it, but it, but it does have its advantages, um, you know. Uh, for one, it's a it's a good way to just kind of start your day out on the water. Um, 
dead sticking early on can you know help you figure out a little bit what the uh, what the fish are looking for. Um, for example, if you you know you can have one line say with uh, maybe a little waxy or maggot or whatever, a uh, little Cecil something like that, a uh, little jigging something, and then the the dead stick is just a small crappie minnow, and you're kind of. You're not doing any of the work with that. The minnow is. So, you know, if you get good active minnows, and we certainly got to throw a shout-out to the folks up at Fat Cat because that's where my buddy Jeff got the bait. And Man, those were, uh, those were dynamite minnows. Good sizes, too. You know, some of the smaller ones. and If only we had, if, if only we had caught fish with them. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, if the minnow is active, it can it, it really can draw fish into the area. Excuse me here, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you know, they're thinking, hey, you know, I see this minnow over here. Maybe there's more. Let's go check it out. At least I'm guessing that's what they're thinking anyway. But on the plus side too is that since crappies are a schooling fish, you're not going to only get one. You'll Get a bunch. How big that bunch is, I don't know, but I'm you know, you could get several very easily. Um, of course, it you know works great if you happen to land right on top of the minnows to begin with, but um, can't always have that particular action. Like I said, you know, and and like I said, we were when we were fishing, it was uh, you know, uh, last weekend it was you know, I'm like was a little hesitant to move just for the simple reason I figured the the fish would be, you know, were, would be moving around a little bit. But you take that gamble sometimes and it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But um, we probably should have moved around a little bit more. I mean, we even looked, you know, and in, 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 like I said, I was dropping that camera down in there and um, you could see the smaller fish, but... You know, now that I think about it, it's like just weren't seeing any any sort of uh, uh, anything that really you would consider sort of bait fish. And I, you know, we checked out some other places. You know, a couple of other I was I checked out a couple of other holes, um, maybe fifteen twenty feet away in in what I thought was a little bit deeper water, and didn't even see anything down there either. So um, it was just a tough day, but I guess you know. So if you get if you get lucky and land right on top of the fish to begin with, hey, take that a uh, take that and run with it. Um, but if uh, you know they aren't interested in minnows, you've got that uh, you got that waxy just waiting for uh, a customer as well. You know? And it sounds like from from what I'm hearing anyway, at this point, uh, smaller minnows are are working a little bit uh, working a little bit better. At least that's, you know, certainly that could change, but a little smaller minnows, certainly for uh, for crappies and perch as well. So, um, And then if, you know, if you think about it, um, there's also a question, of, and, and to kind of get back on track here a little bit, if you think about it, there's also the question of uh, depth involved here too. Um, you know, you can set, you know, your dead sticking, you can just set it at a given depth, say, you know, two feet off the bottom. Um, 
and then you can work the other one at, at different depths um, and just kind of get a sense of where the, the crappies are, are going to be holding to the bottom. Um, you know, there might be just a little bit warmer water or something, uh, you know, uh, they might be hanging out in or suspended up above in the water column. Um, but with that sort of two gun technique, so to speak, um, you know, you can work the water column faster and then, you know, find the, the right depth for those aggressive hungry fish. Plus, you can also kind of find out what they're preferring for a meal that day, you know, if they want those uh, those crappie minnows or if they want, like, the waxy. And I think there's maybe a little bit bonus uh, bonus as well that maybe if, you know, certainly like the waxies and things like that, you might be able to pick up a few bluegills uh, along the way as well. I'm not going to say, oh, no, I want, I just, you know, I'm just perch fishing. I'm throwing the bl- nice size bluegill. No, you're not going to, you know, just, you know. You know what I mean. Um, another plus is that with uh, with dead sticking, you know, you're presenting obviously a more realistically live bait to the fish, and certainly uh, that's of benefit on days where the the fish can be, you know, kind of picky, kind of skittish, um, and you know, certainly the movements of a a, a good minnow or uh, waxy or whatever live bait you happen to be using. Uh, can be a far better trigger to a fussy fish than, you know, any kind of action you want to, uh, you want to impart on a lure. You know, certainly you can, you know, adjust depth and things like that, like I mentioned, but, um, again, with, uh, with dead sticking, the, the minnow is kind of doing all the work and that, uh, is realistic. I mean, realistically, it's going to be the most natural kind of presentation that, uh, um, you can hope for. So, that's the kind of thing that you uh, you want to think about while you're uh, while you're headed out there. It is eight thirty nine. I'm going to take a short break and come back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned. Plenty more show coming up between now and nine o'clock on WKTY ninety six seven FM and five eighty AM. Everybody needs space. Your ideas need space. Space to grow, to go from a concept you have to a thriving business. Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors can help you find that space. Right now, he can help you get into leasing a 4,800-square-foot heated warehouse with offices in La Crosse. The right amount of room to fulfill your dream of your own business. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the location you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. I don't believe it. My savings are gone. They're gone. You're kidding. Nope, they're gone. They're gone, gone. Okay, all right. Think about it. Where did you have them last? I remember I was home, then I took them, and then I spent them on that vacation to Aruba. Then I bought this miniature suit of armor I saw in the in-flight magazine. And that's the last you saw of your savings? Yes. This is so weird. I know, right? Weird? Uh, not really. Not saving now means no money later. You'd be surprised how quickly a little money from every paycheck can really add up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. 
For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. The armor is cool, though. Oops. I think I broke its gauntlet. You broke my favorite part. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. WKTY, it is 841, and you're listening to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Hey, just a reminder, too, that if you get the opportunity, go to the the WKTY website. We're on the the podcast there, so if you get a chance to, if you want to listen to some past shows, uh, we've got them them on there as well. Some good guests, some good information, certainly, when... uh, uh, you're thinking about heading outdoors, uh, by all means, go ahead and check it out. Got a podcast. That's cool. It's so 2000s. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, welcome back to the, uh, welcome back to the program here and certainly, uh, uh, sunshiny morning. And then, uh, like I said, you step outside and it's like, Oh, winter is back. Mm-hmm. Snow is nice in the trees, but man, it's. It's a little cool. Uh, hopefully the uh, the snow here didn't uh, didn't cover up the winter wreckfest uh, medallion anyway. Um, before I get to too much further, I was going to do this earlier and, and just it slipped my mind, and then I'm like, oh, I better do this. Um, give out the clues here for the uh, wreckfest medallion hunt, and uh, I've got the fourth clue here, which is, oh, give me land, lots of land. So that'll go along with the. Uh, the other ones there, so that's uh, the fourth clue. Uh, haven't heard anybody found it yet, so I'm gonna throw that out there and give you the opportunity to uh, to go track that down. Um, and again, uh, medallion will not be found on private property and will not require climbing. And it, I'm looking at the rules here, and it doesn't say. Anything about needing snowshoes? Okay, so that's uh, that's a good thing. So, so good luck to you if you're uh, out and about hunting the uh, winter wreckfest medallion. Always a fun time. Uh, certainly a good activity for uh, all members of the family. Yeah, very cool. So, anyway, let's uh, let's get back to uh, news of the outdoors. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this I saw this story yesterday. I'm like, wow, this is. Uh, this is cool. Um, this lady is something else. A hundred and one year old hunter down in Mississippi is still at it, and uh, uh, her latest escapade. Anyway, she dropped two deer with one shot. <laughs> wow! At a hundred and one, um, the uh, the Clarion Ledger from uh, down by Morgantown, Mississippi, uh, reports that veteran hunter Bertha Vickers. Uh, made the twofer during her first successful hunt at age 101. She says uh, getting two in one a few days after her January 9th birthday was a uh, a complete accident. She fired at one and got a surprise. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't say, the server doesn't say what she was using, but I'm like, okay, hey. You know. uh, she said she walked up, and then, and then I saw two deer on the ground and, Shot plumb through both of them. <laughs> oh, 
And uh, she says she got the uh, uh, two and one after missing four deer this season. Uh, she, she says she helped to clean the animals and shared the meat with her family. Uh, she said, uh, I made steaks, but I gave most of it to my grandchildren. <laughs> what a cool story. It's like, wow. A hundred and you know, 101 years old and she's out hunting. Yeah. It might make me, me, there's a little part of me that's like, yeah, it's like a 101 year old person handling a firearm, but Hey, it's like very cool. I think I hope to be that active. If I'm 101, if I make it that far, (laughs) some days it's like, uh, I'm wondering if I'm going to get through next week, but yeah, 101. Wow. That's uh that's cool. doesn't say if she, and, and the story is unfortunately a little on the brief side, but it doesn't say if she was, I'm assuming she had to have been out with somebody else to, uh, uh, who helped her, but like, wow. hundred, like I said, and that just kind of blows me away. 101. That's, uh, that's something. Well, let's uh, kind of shift gears to the other end of the uh, age spectrum here. And uh, over in Minnesota, this weekend anyway, it's uh, Take a Kid Ice Fishing Weekend uh, going on today through Monday. Uh, During the weekend, Minnesota residents age 16 and older can uh, fish or dark house spear without an angling or spearing license if they take a child younger than the age of 16 uh, fishing or spearing. Very nice. Quote here from Dan or Jeff Letterman, Letterman uh, the education skills and team supervisor with the Minnesota DNR. It's a great weekend. Uh, this weekend is a, a way to encourage anglers to take a kid fishing. Ice fishing is a great way to get outdoors in the winter. It certainly is. It's a little on the cold side there, but they got a nice little picture with this story that of a uh, young lady with a Fairly nice size bluegill. That almost looks, although the the, the way the picture is angled anyway, I, I think she's kind of holding it out a little bit closer to the camera there. But the uh, the bluegill looks almost as big as her head. So, like, yeah, you're kind of you're kind of you know, I, I don't think the bluegill is quite that big, but it's like wow. But still, regardless, you get the chance and. and we talk about this all the time on the program, and, and uh, it's certainly uh, something that I, I definitely advocate is, you know, you get the opportunity, take the kids outside, uh, whether it's fishing, hunting, just, you know, uh, any kind of outdoor recreating activities, um, you know, a hike in the woods. You know, maybe now, we you know, you can do a little snowshoeing or something like that. Yeah, just outdoor activity. Get them out outside. Teach them the joys of the outdoors and the natural, uh, the natural beauty that we've got. Uh, we are, are certainly very, very blessed with in our area. Whether it's the the river or the bluffs, or you know, we got some great hiking trails. There's just uh, plenty of opportunities around here for you to uh, to get out and enjoy some uh, some of the beauty of our area. There's no doubt about it. So, got that opportunity going for you uh, for you this weekend. Hey, uh, just want to mention one other thing here, too, before I uh, take another break. 
is that uh, I always throw a shout out because this is this is always a fun evening, um, and and they do good work and and so I'm a happy camper to uh, give them a little uh, publicity here. But uh, the uh, annual banquet for the Cooley Region Trout Unlimited chapter is coming up. Uh, in just a, a little bit better than a month, it's going to be February 22nd um, at Cedar Creek uh, Country Club out in uh, on Alaska there. And that's a, uh, yep, that's a Friday night. Just wanted to double check there. Yep. Uh, doors open at 6, dinner served at 7. Uh, tickets are $45 or $20 for those under 18. Um, and if you go to the Cooley Region uh, Trout Unlimited website, uh, it's just a uh, CooleyRegionTU.org, um, you'll find a link there for the uh, for the event and the opportunity for you to get tickets as well. Um, but again, uh, anyone is uh, anyone is welcome to attend. Um, great meal is always out there. Looks like they got prime rib on the menu this time around. Um, and the cool thing is, is that you know, it's it's just a great evening. I always had a always have a great time when I go. It's been a few years since I've gone, but it's just it's a great opportunity to sit around the table and just kind of swap fishing stories and talk shop, if you will, uh, with uh, with folks that are, are into trout fishing. And it just uh, it's just a great evening. And the nice thing too is that uh, they've got a lot of prizes that they're giving away. Uh, you know, they've got uh, bucket raffles and games and things that you can. Uh, uh, play and uh, according to the and I'm looking at the website here uh, more than half of our attendees will go home with prizes um, some are door prizes that come with your ticket purchase and then we have also uh, we also have many optional raffle and game prizes every attendee under the age of 18 will go home with a prize so that's pretty cool as well so let's say uh, like I said that's a, a good evening it's coming up on uh, February the 22nd so if you get a chance uh, head on out there and uh, you know go to the website, get the tickets, and go enjoy uh, a very enjoyable, enjoyable, fun evening. And they have some dynamite prize. Usually, there's some uh, some fly rods that are you know custom made uh, by some of the members, um, and just uh, beautiful works. Um, almost hate to use them out in the field, but yeah, they're just uh, they're lovely. Um, all sorts of things out there but it's a good time so that uh, is going on as well uh one other thing here one other uh, bit of news of of note um and this is from the wisconsin dnr that uh, came out this week that uh, west nile virus was detected in ruffed ruffed grouse uh here in wisconsin uh they were uh, uh detected in three of 16 rough grouse that were found sick or dead and submitted by the public to the Wisconsin DNR for testing uh, from October through December of 2018. Um, at this time, anyway, the DNR is saying that there is no evidence to confirm um, that West Nile virus or any other factors having population-level impacts uh, on rough grouse in Wisconsin. Um, Populations, according to the DNR, are, are known to rise and fall over a nine to eleven year cycle. So declines aren't expected or are not unexpected. Um, though the twenty seventeen decline cycle or decline occurred before the cycle would typically happen. 
Um, and of the 16 birds that were turned in, uh, 10 were negative for any viral infection, 3 were positive for uh, eastern equine encephalitis virus, uh, 1 was positive for West Nile virus, and 2 were positive for both uh, the eastern equine and West Nile. Um, and some of those birds showed sign of clinical disease, which may or may not have eventually resulted in death. Um, again, the uh, results on those are preliminary, and uh, the DNRI is asking that anyone who finds a sick or dead rough grouse is encouraged to submit its carcass for disease testing. Um, you can submit you know, sick or dead rough grouse carcasses uh, at any time to, uh, uh, to the DNR. So, but uh, certainly uh, West Nile virus and that Eastern equine encephalitis virus are, are mosquito-borne viruses that can affect humans, horses, and certain species of birds. Um, and some of the signs include tremors, weakness, loss of coordination. Um, although West Nile virus, as we know, is it was first detected in the state in 2002. It's only now been detected in rough grouse. So, and... The eastern equine virus was first detected in the late 50s uh, in Wisconsin's uh, rough grouse population. So the historical information, at least anyway, that eastern equine virus suggests that uh, population level impacts on grouse is is pretty low. So just uh, some news on that for you as well. It is uh, 8.55. Got to take a short break and then be back to wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this Saturday. Stay tuned. More is on the way here on WKTY. 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's back and bigger than ever. Menards Bag Sale. Get 15% off everything you can fit into the bag. Even sale items. From paint to power tools, batteries to bath faucets, cabinet hardware, light bulbs and more. Just get them in the bag and save 15%. Now during Menards Bag Sale. Save 15% on everything you can fit into the bag. Even sale items. Hurry in. Sale ends January 19th. Save big money at Menards. Join WKTY in showing support for outstanding student-athletes in the Cooley region. Each year, the WKTY Sportscaster Club provides college scholarships to eight area high school seniors who excel on and off the field. We have now given away a total of $100,000 in college scholarships to deserving athletes. You can show your support by doing business with our Sportscaster Club members, including... Advanced Plumbing Systems, Ultra Federal Credit Union, Audio Video Pros, Bagnevsky Heating and Air Conditioning, Bluffside Tavern, Garrick Olerud, Designing Jewelers, Firefighters Credit Union, Awesome Funeral Home, Washaw Chiropractic Clinic, Pratt Lumber, Mr. Electric, Riverbank, Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning, Schumacher Kish Funeral Home, Tostrud and Temp, Vernon Communications, ABC Auto Body, Wafer, Western Technical College. The WKTY Sportscaster Club, honoring outstanding student-athletes in the Cooley region. I love playing basketball. It helps give me exercise and develop my teamwork. Because in basketball, you have to be there for your teammates. And sometimes an assist is better than a score. Alley-oop. Sports can be a great way to teach teamwork. That's one of the reasons that I like to help coach my kids. I'm Scott Kish, and at Schumacher Kish Funeral Homes, we like to think of our community as a team. 
and at Schumacher Kitsch Funeral Homes, we'll be there when you need us the most. Making our clients famous is what we are all about. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Famous in the sense that... People know who you are, what you do. When we meet with a new business, our goal is to learn and listen. To make you a a famous local brand name. The way Midwest Family Broadcasting makes people famous is by truly uncovering their story. We have a whole strategy that we use, digging deep into who that business really is. How people got started with the business, why they're doing what they're doing, the passion that they have. What's your dream? What's your vision of your future of your company? being famous with a purpose. There's nothing more important to us than our advertisers' success. And that's why it is so awesome to have these great success stories. Just call one of our current clients and ask. Your systematic solution for measurable advertising results. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Midwest Family Broadcasting. WKTY, it is 8.58. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And got just a couple of moments left to go in the program for today, and, and certainly that, uh, and I guess I should have done this a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't. Um, so I'm not sure what that says, but anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, you, 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 new, new year. Kind of make some resolutions to do this or that. Um, you know, eating better, maybe eating more fish. Anyway, but, you know, when it comes to fishing and all its related aspects, uh, you know, what are you, you know, thinking about doing here in the, the coming year in 2019? Um, I can certainly think of a thing, a few things that uh, I would like to accomplish. Uh, and certainly one of those is to, uh, uh, reach that goal of, I would love to be able to, and I, I just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it or not, but, uh, 75 fishing days in a year. Doesn't sound like a lot, but I, you know, um, and certainly for some of you, it may not, you know, that's like, eh, that's nothing, you know, but it is, you know, it is for me and certainly work and home and those kinds of, you know, coming in here on a Saturday morning and whatnot, you know, it, Unfortunately, it, it, you know, makes my schedule a little tougher. I'm not complaining, don't get me wrong, but, you know, maybe it's just a, a goal for, you know, making more time to get in those fishing tips, trips. And certainly, uh, I got the stuff stashed in the back of my car. I got the ice fishing stuff in there now, and I'll have the regular fishing stuff in there uh, during the open water season. So, hey, even if it's, uh, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes or so, 